Hi there, I'm Mariah Parsons, your host of Retention Chronicles. E-commerce brands are starting to shift their strategy to focus on retention and the customer experience. And so we've decided to reach out to top DTC brands and dive deeper into their tactics and challenges. But here's the thing, we love going on tangents. And so with our guests, you'll often find us talking about the latest trends as well as any and all things in the Shopify ecosystem. So go ahead and start that workout or go on that walk and tune in as we chat with the leading minds in the space. Retention Chronicles is sponsored by Malomo, a shipment and order tracking platform improving the post-purchase experience. Be sure to subscribe and check out all of our other episodes at gomalomo.com. Hey everyone, it's your host Mariah here again. Today we have a very special episode for you. On September 7th, 2023, Maloma hosted our first live podcast with some amazing partners of ours. This live podcast is broken up into two episodes, so this is part one, and it was focused on how to best prep for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or BFCM from both a marketing and CX brand perspective, while part two was focused on how to best retain holiday customers from a brand and SaaS perspective. A special thank you to our panelists, Colin Waters, Assistant Director of Customer Experience at Brewmate, Katie Eriks, Director of Customer Experience at Suit Shop, Max Conley, Director of E-Commerce at Rocka Chocolate, Ryan Powell, Group Director of Marketing and Partnerships at Rider E-Commerce, Vaishali Ravi, Product Marketing Manager at Loop, and Maloma's very own Noah Rahimzadeh in Yao Inning. One more thing before we get started, at the beginning, you'll hear Yao mention the tracking page contest that we are currently running until October 2nd, 2023. I wanted to emphasize that it's open to any and all Shopify and Shopify Plus brands and agencies. So you can check that out at gomalomo.com slash tracking dash page dash contest or by following the link in our bio. Hope you enjoy this awesome episode. Welcome, everybody. It looks like people are filtering in. Uh, we're super excited to have you. We can get started. Welcome, everybody, uh, to a very special, special session we have planned today. So this is, we're recording this as uh, a live, we're calling it a live podcast. We got some video, obviously. So those listening via audio won't get to see uh, all of our beautiful faces. But um, uh, we're excited to bring together three wonderful, wonderful operators in the e-commerce space. Um, before we get started, there's a couple things uh, I got to make sure I mention uh, or else Mariah might murder me. Um, so first off, we just launched at Malomo our new two-click tracking page creator. So just in time for BFCM, um, we're super pumped about this new feature. Uh, um, to celebrate the release, we just launched sort of a, a pretty huge design contest. And uh, Mariah hopefully will drop some of the details into chat, but there's more than $1,000 in cash up for grabs, um, plus a bunch of prizes from some of our other partners for the best design tracking page using that feature. Um, and then new merchants to Malomo will get free access to Malomo now through the contest deadline, which is the first week of October. So. 
Um, we're super pumped. Lots of, lots of fun stuff you can win. Um, be sure to try to enter that. And then announcement number two, we're in a very giving mood today. Um, we're also giving away a shopping spree during this webinar. So there's a $100 gift card up for grabs for the most engaged attendee across uh, both sessions. So uh, whoever is the most active in chat throughout both sessions uh, will win. Make sure you stay to the end and engage in uh, the chat Q&A. So I am bummed. I tried to convince Mariah I should get that gift card for preemptively doing such a good job hosting, but got vetoed. Um, so cool, let's get started. So in this first session, we're gonna be talking all about prepping for BFCM. And then second session, um, we'll talk about how, how we're gonna um, retain those customers after the holidays. So I'm joined by three amazing guests. We've got Katie Eric uh, from Suit Shop, Max Conley from Rocka Chocolate, and Colin Waters from Brewmate. I'll have each of them introduce themselves. Uh, Katie, why don't, why don't we have you start? Just tell us a little bit about your role at Suit Shop and a little bit about your journey to get to get here. Yeah, um, I'm Katie. I'm Director of Customer Experience at Suit Shop. Um, for anyone not familiar with us, we are um, an inclusive suiting company. They start at $199 to own. Um, so we have suits for men, women, non-binary folks, and kids. We are primarily online-based. We have a lot of tech tools for sizing, so you don't need to get measured or visit a store, but we are lucky to have five stores and we'll be opening a sixth in October, which we're really excited about. Um, my background was in retail management and sales before joining Suit Shop. Um, and I actually used our company for my wedding um, the year before I started as a founding team member. So it's been cool to be with the company pretty much from the beginning as a customer and then an employee. Yeah, that's awesome. Get to see both sides, the inside and the outside. Yeah. Amazing. Max, why don't we go to you? Awesome. Hey, I'm uh, the director of e-commerce at Rocka Chocolate. We are a small batch bean to bar chocolate company based in Brooklyn, New York, um, that really focuses on crafting unique flavors um, of chocolate using unroasted cacao and everything's vegan, organic, uh, and kosher. Um, so I've been in e-commerce for about the last seven years with um, six of that specifically in um, food and then the last two and a half years in chocolate. Um, was selling chocolate on the internet and all the uh, you know <laughs> challenges that come with it um uh, fulfillment and uh, um yeah yeah it's also yeah you lived chocolate for a lot of your professional life yeah it's not a bad not not a bad place to be and then the, the your background i gotta we gotta mention this is the actual rocket chocolate factory uh, yeah, so that's the uh, original factory um, that we started making chocolate at back in 2010. Uh, everything awesome. today still made in Brooklyn. Wow, it's awesome. Very good. Well, thanks for joining, Max. And then Colin. Yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Colin Waters. I'm the Associate Director of Customer Experience at Brewmate. And if uh, you don't know who Brewmate is, we are innovative coolers and water bottles. Uh, we're expanding slowly into different areas there. So, you know, I'm sure there'll be more to come. 
Um, I've been doing DTC retail for about five years now, and um, I don't consider myself a traditional retail e-commerce customer experience employee. Like my background was in athletics, and then also I worked for the state of Colorado uh, in the prison system, the lottery, and the DMV. So your favorite three state-run offices. Uh, I kind of gravitated towards doing CX because I think I was just really good at managing people and obviously situations that would uh, would pop up that were a little bit challenging. So um, I'm happy to be in the role that I am. I have a great team and and uh, really enjoy what I do and happy to share some uh, some nuggets with you all today. Yeah, that's amazing. So how did you how did you make the leap from those three areas into e-com? I, I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm multi-talented. Uh, <laughs> the first day I worked at the DMV, they said, you're too happy to work here. And I realized that that probably was not the place for me. So I need to find some place where I could stretch my wings a little bit more and be myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining. We're, uh, we've got a jam packed session. I'm excited to dig in. Um, we're, we're going to split the session actually into kind of two parts. Um, so one, we'll talk about sort of BFC and marketing tactics with you all um, here, what what strategies y- your teams are sort of putting into place to make BFC a success. Um, and then um, for the second part, we'll talk more about like CX strategies uh, and what you're putting in place now to create a wonderful experience for your customers. Um, but first, I thought it'd be interesting to uh, really quick, you know, walk through BFC behavior from a consumer perspective. So Katie, I'm actually going to kick things off with you. What draws your attention to a brand during the holidays? Like, are you making lists of things to buy right now? What 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 draws in your attention? Yeah, I mean, no matter what time of year it is, I shop almost 100% online. So clothes, groceries, all of it. So I'm always on there looking for things. I think right now I start thinking about Christmas presents um, and making my list of who I need to shop for trying to find the best deals for my four-year-old because I'm not trying to spend a ton of money on toys <laughs> and things like that. Um, but I think what really draws me to like new brands and, you know, trying out new things is always social media and UGC ads. Those really always grab my attention. Yes. Yeah. Max, what about you? Yeah. Making a list of um, products I want, brands I want to check out. Um, for me, it's Black Friday is looking for some of those more premium brands that don't normally offer discounts during the year um, and taking that as an opportunity to either buy something I've been wanting um, for a while um, or get gifts for friends and family. Um, I'm very much someone that will think and sit on it for a long time before I want it. And I think Black Friday, Saturday, Monday is kind of that day of action where if I'm going to buy it, now's the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love it. So like, it almost sounds like to you that like some of this is like discovering new brands and like, that's a good time to sort of like test them out before you like, you make a, a larger commitment um, to them. I, uh, I've got a, a, like a bookmark tool that I've used. And then I just, whenever I'm finding stuff, I'm tagging everything. Like when I think of like, oh, my sister would love that I tag it or like, oh, my wife would love that I tag it. Um, Colin, what about you? I think I'm in the same cut of, you know, from, from Max, like I am a very slow decision maker and I will typically, uh, start my, I guess, interest in a product or for somebody else, like months in advance of black Friday, cyber Monday. Um, so 
it's, oh, that's kind of interesting. Then I see, you know, another Instagram ad or, or something else on my feed. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, that actually I could really use that. Right. Start starts to make that connection with me. Um, but I'm very particular about a lot of things and for a lot of the people I buy for. So um, I don't want to go too big. Right. And buy hundreds of dollars worth of items. So like I tend to sometimes gravitate towards either a good deal or potentially like a low like shipping threshold or something that is easy to kind of dip my toe into, see if I really do like it. And then I can kind of explore from there. Yeah. Yep. I think that's like, it's pretty interesting to like think about the consumer behavior there and like the psychology there. Um, like more people, when I, when I first got into e-commerce, this is, I'm going to date myself probably seven, eight years ago. Um, and people start talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday in the summer. I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, we're so far away from that. Like, we're not even, it's not even Halloween yet. We haven't even talked about Thanksgiving yet. Um, and I used to think like that, that was so far away. But then you think about how people shop for that holiday. Like, they're just thinking about those things year round. And I think it's important to like, think through how are you actually messaging to that moment that might occur months from now? Because you only have, you know, everybody's got limited wallet that they're that they're making purchases from, limited budget, and so you're not only competing with maybe other brands in your market, but you know anything that that consumer might might want or buy for for themselves or their friends. Um, Colin, I know Brewmate has you know some some pretty killer sales during BFCM. Like how how has Brewmate approached its BFCM strategy this year? So. Typically, you know, we are looking at acquiring new customers. Once we have a, a customer, like we're about a 50-50 split on our purchases, right? Versus a new versus an old customer. Um, so from, from a marketing standpoint, like we're trying to really actively engage people who are, I mean, like we just talked about, right? That are maybe familiar with the brand a little bit, or like we're trying to pull them in a, a little bit more. So October is our our typically our strongest like retention month overall. So we've got to draw them in and we want to, we want to, yes, we've got probably a product just for you. Like it's made for you. It's like, it's made for this. Right. But we need to really find a way to kind of get you in the door and then continue to keep you in the door. So we, we typically see a lot of people who are purchasing. And I mean, you know, this is probably going to be pretty standard is like, they're looking for the best deal, even if it's a deals and steals or something that is heavily marked off, maybe it doesn't even really work for them, but we're trying to just expose people to, to our brand. Specifically this year, we have like three products that are going to, I think they're innovative. There's nothing else like them, right? They're going to drive a lot of people to the site. We might not capture them on those products, but like we need to position our other products. Like I know our, just our can coolers, our normal water bottles, um, you know, our, our, whatever else we have, we have to position all of that around it. So they have somewhere to go and they don't, you know, we basically help them make the decision, right? Here's a map, here's a gift guide. This is maybe a little bit too expensive for you. Well, we've got another option, right? So we're, we're definitely going to lean into those three products to help drive traffic. Um, and I think the products are great, but like, I would not be surprised if, if maybe they don't enter there, but they start somewhere else. Uh, okay. So like, what, what, did, what do you feel like is unique about those three products then? I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, so um, two of the products are like leak proof water bottles that nobody else has, right? One is a touch-free uh, straw where you don't have to touch the straw at all. So think about like doctors, offices, nurses, right? Mm -hmm. Places where you're, you're not really physically wanting to kind of put your dirty fingers like on that. Um, the second one is the first leak proof 
straw tumbler, right? It is completely 100% leak proof. Like think about moms on the go throwing something in their bag. It stays cold all day and it doesn't leak on any of their papers or get, you know, any of their bags wet and stuff like that. So like we have uh, the, that product specifically is the era um, we launched. Um, we've had, well, I guess two phases to that already and we have sold out immediately. So there's already a lot of hype around that. We just got to tap into that and keep kind of going from there. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so obviously like gifting is a pretty integral part of BFCM. Um, I saw, uh, Tapcart recently released a study that said roughly 70% of consumer purchases are gifts for others. while 30% are for themselves. Obviously like consumers are, are buying, buying for others and for themselves. Uh, like, do you, Colin, do you try to understand the split between those, those, those customers at all? There's roommate trying to identify those people who are, are shopping for themselves versus buying gifts. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it's difficult to tell, right? Um, especially in our, our hemisphere is that we have a lot of loyal customers. So if they are loyal customers and they're repeat purchases of items that have been out for a while, like we assume that that is probably from a gifting standpoint um, or they're just building their collection. Uh, I think the, the best way though to judge that, right, is to meet those customers where they're at, like through a live chat channel or SMS, right, is to, hey, before I can help you, basically you're being a personalized shopper for them, right? Um, what are you shopping for? Is this for you or somebody else? If it's for somebody else, we've got a gift guide created. Like we're trying to make those decisions like very easy and we segment those. It's like, all right, this is a person who really loves the outdoors. This is a person who's more about, you know, their workout plan and their their hydration, right? Here's somebody who's kind of the weekend barbecuer. So like we break it into segments that kind of resonate with people. Um, if we can meet them where we're at too, right? If we're having a live conversation while they're on our site, um, potentially like, you know, uh, a sales, or we even have like holiday gifting, like we can really engage with them and then drive them towards a product that is a little bit more tailored to, let's say universal use, or they know who they're buying for. Right. We don't want to yeah. want to make that gift land like perfectly for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Max, are you, are you all introducing any like particular products that, you know, you're targeting at, at kind of new customers or like, you know, hey, this is a hero product that's great for prospecting into new customers versus the rest of the catalogs and maybe different or curious to hear how you guys approach that. Yeah, um, so we launched quite a few products in um, Q4 and during the holidays, um, a lot of seasonal flavors. We're probably gonna have about almost 12 new products coming out over um, October through December. Um, and that ranges from your fall seasonal items to your winter seasonal items plus um, limited batch white chocolate bars, um, which we can actually only do during the winter because they melt a lot easier than um, dark chocolate. So we're only able to really ship those um, Q4 and Q1 while the temperatures are low. Um, so we release all those products that we found has, does a really good job of bringing in new customers to our website. And the trick for us is then converting those customers who came and you know, bought a pumpkin flavored bar or a candy cane bar in that first order. How do we then get them to switch over to one of our year round items and stay a subscriber or a repeat customer through the summer um, when we're turning off, you know, a good chunk of our acquisition uh, to really focus on um, maintaining that core customer base. Um, so we leverage 
you know, quite a few tactics to try and recapture those customers. Once they've come, convert them from you know, something similar to a white chocolate or something similar to the candy cane bar um, into one of our core assortment products. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. I'm gonna actually gonna come back to that that particular area later with you. Um, it, so real quick, inflation kind of had a massive impact on BFCM last year. Uh, so if you around this time last year, inflation was at an, an astonishing eight percent. Um, when we were looking and analyzing some of the data inside of Malomo and our merchant base, we saw that you know consumer spending seemed like it was at a standstill up until November when the dam just broke and everyone was finally shopping again, really because they knew they could get a, a really good deal. Um, almost feels like you can't say BFCM without saying discount. Uh, you know, is BFCM strategy just really an exercise in who can give the biggest discount? Like what's a, what's a good strategy if you're not maybe discounting? I'd, Katie, I'd love to maybe go to you here um, and hear a little bit about, uh, you know, Shoot Shop doesn't really do a big BFCM sort of like, dedicated sale, I believe. Um, maybe could you talk a little bit about, yeah, Suit Shop strategy and how you've approached BFCM? Yeah. Um, I think like for us, we've kind of set it as a standard that we don't do discounts. So no matter what time of year it is, we want everyone to get the same price no matter what day they're shopping with us. Um, what we do try to leverage this time of year though is our sale products. And we have that up all the time though. If you go on our website right now, check the banner at the top. It says we have products for sale 35% off. Um, and that's really important for us to promote because the sale products are inventory we're trying to offload. So it's all of these items that are at our warehouse, just costing us money to keep there um, and really, you know, hurting our profit margins. So rather than offering sales on products that majority of our customers have to buy because they're in a wedding and their friend has told them, this is the suit you have to get. Um, so we're not really gaining anything from giving them a discount because they may not come back until, you know, three years later when they're getting married themselves anyway. But so we focus more on pushing the products that we need to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. That's really, really smart. And, and do you, is there targeted messaging? Like how does the messaging change from like the year round messaging? This is the sale. to when BF team starts, does that change at all? Or is it kind of remain the same? Yeah, we'll send out emails that have gift guides and we'll do a gift guide on our website and try to incorporate, you know, suiting for different occasions into our messaging. So maybe you need a quick tuxedo for like a gala on New Year's Eve, or maybe your, you know, significant other needs a blazer for work or new socks or whatever it might be. So we do try to do that a little bit more through like a gift guide tactic. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Max or Colin, I, I'd be curious to hear from you guys. Like, are, are, are there any things that you all do beyond uh, or in, in, um, in an alternative to discounting to preserve margins during this time of year? Like I've heard some brands will do a lot of like bundling. So, you know, hey, buy three, get it at this price. Um, where you can keep AOV high and margins still in a good place, but still sort of um, make it seem like there is a, a good deal to be had. Anything that you guys are doing um, like that on that front? 
Yeah. Um, we, one, create, I think, unique holiday bundles um, over using what we have, kind of flavors we have already and packaging we have already and essentially rebrand that um, as holiday bundles at a discounted price. And then also, um, you know, we're mindful of how big of a percentage discount we can do during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, but one, you know, thing we do um, as an added bonus will be a gift with purchase. So if you spend $50 or $100 adding on an extra item. Um, last year, I know for Black, during the Black Friday, Cyber Monday week, we used um, one of our pumpkin items that we had kind of left over from October. And everyone who spent $100 got that for free on their order. Um, so a good way to move through some of that seasonal inventory you need to um, get rid of by December uh, while also providing additional value to the customer. Yeah, similar again to Max, right? Like we we have kind of a, a threshold, right? Spend X, receive Y. Um, we've actually also added to a kind of a post-purchase, uh, I guess, post-purchase, right? Shopify, you check out and then it's like, oh, by the way, would you like this mystery item for $15, right? You don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be, and, and we can move inventory that's uh, kind of stagnant, right? That is just sitting at a warehouse. It also, it also helps too. It's like, hey, I get free shipping if I get over $90, right? So I should probably go for this. The additional thing is too, is that if someone buys it and they don't like it, it makes for a great gift, right? And Brewmate, I think makes a great gift. I mean, uh, similar in chocolate. I'm not sure a suit would make a great gift. It might not fit, right? It might have to tailor it. How about a gift card? Um, we also have been uh, very strategic about certain items that we bring back that have like a pent up demand, right? Um, or releasing like new color drops for items that either have been very popular on maybe other ones in the past, right? So like we 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 definitely tease that stuff leading up to, you know, the Black Friday period, which really is going to start like in October for us, right? It's just, hey, it's uh, it's sold out, but it might be coming back, right? And, and build this like kind of demand for, uh, attracting people and then, you know, these getting them back into some of these other little teasers that we have. Uh, we have, we have a lot, our digital project manager probably manages like, I'm not kidding, like a hundred different like scenarios that if you buy this, like we're going to upsell and cross sell you some straws or a different one that goes, you know, complete your collection. So, um, we're very, very active in that manner for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I have, uh, I have a ton of roommate drinkware. It is, it is great gifts to give and great gifts to receive. Um, yeah. So I love that. Uh, Max, so um, you you guys have a pretty important um, part of your business, which is the subscription subscription side. And, um, you know, I, I'd be curious to hear how, um, how you weave any of that subscription business into your holiday campaigns or like what's the strategy um, around like the one-shot customers versus subscribers. Uh, that you have during BFCM. Yeah, so we have a um, a bar of the month, essentially subscription program where we create two new flavors every month. Um, December will be our 10 year anniversary of that. Um, we found it's like, that is one of our best ways to both retain repeat customers, but then also engage new customers. Um, and what we see a lot of during the holidays is that customers who already have um, a, bar, a subscription um, with our first nibs bar of the month program, then giving uh, gift subscriptions to their friends and family. Um, so they may have their own personal subscription plus 
three or four other subscriptions at any given time going off to um, as Christmas gifts. Um, so we really start to lean in um, in November um, with kind of a, the last couple of years we've done like a partnership um, with the last year we did, we partnered with Momofuku to create um, some bars with them um, to really incentivize people to one sign up for subscription subscriptions, but also um, incentivize it as a great gift for foodies. Um, so pushing them to gift out those three, six or 12 month subscriptions to their friends. Um, and then, you know, people who aren't subscribers, if they're just buying the single flavor bars, um, we kind of will follow up with them um, with either offering them subscribe and save options of those year round standard flavors, um, or even incentivize them to, you know, try a three month subscription for themselves at a slight discount to get them in. Uh, what we found is kind of once you're getting chocolate in your mailbox every month, it's very hard to stop. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. Uh, are you, um, I'd also love to hear, are you doing anything um, uh, post-purchase to promote uh, subscriptions at all? Yeah. Um, so that plays into our you know, post-purchase flows we have with customers um, where depending on what they purchased, if they um, didn't get a subscription from us, then on that tracking page that they go to, um, they will see um, options similar to what they purchased or what they purchased uh, promoting that subscription um, or even a incentive to sign up for a subscription on their next order. Um, for us, we kind of look at it as like with post-purchase, the first thing we want to do is make sure we're getting them into our marketing. And then second, how do we get them you know, to easily become a recurring um, subscriber? Yeah. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. So I'm going to, we're going to switch gears a little bit really quickly and kind of cover some more like CX related topics. Um, and so, um, I'd love to hear how people are, are preparing their CX teams and, and how you can, uh, you know, turn those, um, those first time customers into, you know, repeat customers with, with a great experience. Um, so Max, you already touched on this a little bit, but is there anything else that you guys are doing from a customer experience perspective to really nurture those first time customers, the ones that you you know, you might acquire during BFCM to turn them into those repeat customers. Yeah. So I think the first thing we do when someone places an order from us for the first time is within 24 hours, they get an email from our, uh, a member of our customer um, support or fulfillment team, essentially introducing themselves, introducing the brand, and then also letting them know that they will be there first point of contact if there's any issues with their order. Um, that way customers aren't, um, if they have a delivery issue, aren't looking for how to contact us, they know right away who to email. Um, you know, chocolate can be somewhat difficult to ship. Um, during the winter, it's easier, but you know we still have times where our chocolate will spend a very hot day on a UPS truck uh, and arrive melted. Uh, and that's not the experience we want customers to have. We can't control that, but we can control kind of how we're able to respond to that and get that fixed for the customer. Um, so we train them all on that. And then we also, um, one thing we started doing this year was giving our CS team essentially like the holiday playbook of here's 
you know, every email we're sending on every day, the promotions that are starting, the products that are launching. Um, that way they can kind of best configure um, staffing for that. Uh, they know when, when things will be busy, but then also um, help provide you know, the best service to customers. Yeah, I love that a lot. Um, do, I'm curious, Suit Shop and, and, and Brumet, do you, are either of you doing something similar? Like do your CX teams, are you guys well aware of what the marketing calendar and campaigns look like? Yeah, I uh, from from our end, we have been talking BFCM holiday since probably June. Um, trying to align that right, and and just it's it's always kind of that season, right? So we're always preparing for that. Um, so we've been in contact, and you know things are obviously going to change, but like our key things, like color drops, you know, before Cyber Monday sales, like we, we've gotten into a good pattern. I think here at Brewmate, like we kind of know that playbook. Um, however. There are a lot of people who are always new to our team in CX and they don't understand that. So there's a lot of like, um, you know, dissemination of just information that we are kind of, all right, we're receiving a lot from marketing. We're not going to give you all of that. Like, let's give you the, the main points uh, and handle it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Katie, how about you? Oh, you might be muted. Sorry. Uh, we make sure everyone on our team is subscribed to our marketing emails. So as soon as something, you know, goes out to the customer, our team is receiving that as well. Um, that's definitely helpful in knowing what kind of questions might come in and what to respond to. Um, and anytime something is changing, you know, whether like we're offering something new or we're using a different provider, whatever it might be, um, we make sure that our macros are up to date and let everyone know what the new macros are that to use. And that's super helpful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. There's one um, thing that we might try this year that is a little bit different. Like we've been typically, Hey, everything's in Slack. Here's one spot on the Google drive. Like we're thinking about just creating like a, almost a Google sites then kind of just, I mean, I know that sounds really simple, but like it's kind of whatever works uh, during BFCM and it's free. Uh, you don't have to think a whole lot about it, but it's a one-stop shop for our, for our team as well. Right. Cause we, we will definitely have our moments where someone is not informed. Right. And I think you all do. So yeah. you can say, go look at that spot. And if you can't find it there, then look harder. <laughs> and then, then ask. Yeah. yeah. We actually yeah. have that yeah. in Notion. We use Notion for oh, that. Notion. Um, yeah. cool. And it's great. It is the, yes, the tell all of anything you need to know should be in there. Yes. Yep. Um, there's a, so on this topic, there's, there's obviously there's a, there's a big shift happening from more like reactive customer support where you're waiting for issues to pop up and kind of playing whack-a-mole with your teams to address them to more of like a proactive approach to trying to, um, yeah, uh, knock these issues out before they even reach your, your CX team. Uh, Katie, I, I'd, I'd love to hear if you are employing any strategies today to sort of like get ahead of issues before, you know, one of your team members needs to step in. Yeah, I think we do a good job of this in our Malomo tracking page. Um, we've tried to make it as informative and self-service as possible. So, you know, it's easy to set up your return or exchange from there because we're integrated with Loop. But we also have linked blog articles for like next steps. So someone arrives and they weren't sure that the pants were going to be unhemmed. Now they have instructions on what to do with their product next. 
Um, we also link to our help center rather than a contact us. So we try to direct them that way first. And then we have flows set up through our gorgeous chat. So ideally that will answer their questions also before they actually reach out to someone. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think you do a great job with your experience trying to just, hey, here's what to expect when you're when your product's on the way, here's to expect when it arrives. If something's wrong, here's what to do next. Like guiding the customer step-by-step step along that whole journey. I think you guys do a really good job of that. Um, uh, and then, so obviously like the goal is to try to deflect as many tickets as you can and, and answer customer questions before they become complaints. Um, but not that doesn't always happen. And sometimes customers just reach out. Um uh, I'd love to hear how you guys think about staffing your teams over this period. Like what, what is the, um, you know, what's the strategies that, that you, that you use to make sure that you have the right people in place as the holidays approach? Colin, maybe I'll start with you around this topic. Yeah. Uh, this is like front of mind right now. Right. I mean, we, we currently have, we're, we're about to go through a BFCM dry run. Uh, we have 30,000 pre-orders on this one item I was telling you about, and they are all about to ship in like a six-day period. So it is like a Black Friday in September for us, right? Um, we're going to receive a lot of, you know, a lot of related issues to products and shipping and things like that. And what we basically have done or will do for the next couple of weeks is kind of divide and conquer, right? We're going to play to our strengths. We're going to, we've, we're, we're hiring kind of already for holiday that we are not going to train you on the entire handbook. We're going to train you on two things. We're going to use our gorgeous, you know, uh, system to flow tickets into this one, two, maybe three views. And that's all you have to do. Right. And then if you're done with that, great, we can help you transition into another spot. Right. But for now we're, we're instead of, we used to play kind of man to man, we're going to play zone defense. Um, and you know, go after the, we've already got macros created. We're ready to go. We may not use all 10 macros. We might only use two a thousand times and everything else only adds up to 10. Like you have to just over, over, over prepare. Um, and that's what we'll do this year. You know, try to build out a staff that we might overstaff, right? We've always tried to overstaff for the holidays, kind of expecting the worst. And 2020, we had probably the worst shipping thing I've ever, you know, experience I've ever, I've ever had. Um, we were in the process of getting Malomo started right before then. And if we had it, we would have been saved. We didn't. So I think you need to also just utilize like anything that you can in your Malomo flows and on your tracking pages to alert customers before they reach out to you. Right. Even if it's bad news, like I'd rather you get that bad news from us than you come and send a ticket that my team then has to individually read and respond to and react. Right. So uh, it's a lot about uh, it's proactiveness, but it's proactive, more like of a critical care plan to ensure that your team doesn't walk into a 4,000, 5,000 ticket day. Um, that yeah. has certainly happened to us before. So, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like preventative care. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's maintenance. <laughs> it's maintenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, no, that's, that's fantastic. Um, so um, I just know it's the time that, that, that it went really quick. I want to make sure that we open it up to some Q and A. Um, because I saw a lot of questions flying by, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it to Mariah. She's collecting some of the questions there. Yes, we have a lot to get through, so we're gonna try and uh, rapid fire through them. So the first question is from Zach: Does your brand increase social media and ad spend during October to drive new visitor traffic? So. 
for this Q&A, anyone who wants to pop in, um, answer that question, that'd be perfect. And then we'll go on to the next one. Yeah. I can... Go ahead, Max. Oh, yeah. Um, and for chocolate, October is a very big month for us. Um, but we also view that as a way to get customers at a slightly cheaper acquisition cost than we're going to get them in November, December. Um, so yeah, we really kind of ramp up our marketing spend um, in October, trying to capture Halloween customers, knowing that after that, we can get them on Black Friday, we can get them at Christmas, Valentine's Day, and then if we hit them on all of those power windows, you're pretty much golden through the summer um, and you have a, a full customer. Yeah, I think, like I mentioned earlier, like October's our, our bread and butter season to acquire new customers. And we do that through, you know, a bunch of different ad spins, right? Either it's through Google um, or, you know, we've been working really closely with uh, a team from Meta to really focus our customer segments and um, obviously try to tap into their knowledge as opposed to us just kind of trying to guess what's going on, uh, which I know is seems to be the case a lot of times when you're doing with, with social media ads. But yeah, we definitely increase our ad spend. Um, and we've drawn it down quite a bit this year and uh, we will we will try to get behind some of the the viralness of uh, of a couple of our products, right? So we'll definitely have to do that through social media. We actually significantly decrease spending this time of year um, because our business is heavily focused on wedding after October, we just kind of fall off until, you know, engagement season is over and wedding season picks back up next spring. So it's not smart for us to spend the higher prices and during the holidays to acquire customers. So we really pull back and then ramp things back up in January. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Next question is from Brooke. How do you approach audience segmentation for standard audiences who buy for themselves versus BFCM audiences who buy for others? That's a great question, Brooke. <laughs> I think it's really tough sometimes, right? I mean, you you can look at customer segments. I mean, here's an example for what we're trying to do, like on our post-purchase flows, right? Um, and, and again, this is just a small example of something that's, I think, uh, just about everybody who uses Malomo uh, and, and has, you know, a sophisticated system set up is that like, we change that post-purchase flows for different customers, right? If you're a new customer, um, this is what you're going to see. If you're a receiving customer, here's what you're going to receive. From buying for for others too, like, again, we are tapping into that those segments, right? And directing them to different spots, like on our website. Like if you are, you know, a 7X buyer, right? You've got, you know, $1,000 worth of our product. Like we're going to kind of send you towards, um, you know, maybe some of our, our larger, more expensive, newer items. If you're new, we might send you to like that gift guide, right? Um, and just kind of looking at your kind of your, your periods of, of how long and how often you're buying and what you're buying, um, that really helps us. So we have a we have a very strange break. We have people who are incredibly, incredibly loyal. And then there's this middle tier, and then it's a lot of new customers. So we're really focused on that that first time buyer, whether it's a, a gift or not. So I leave that up to the to the growth and analytics team to kind of really go after that from the CX side. Like we approach it um with gorgeous. If you are a one X buyer, you get priority over somebody who's purchased maybe five times, right? Because we want to make sure that their issues are resolved, you know, expeditiously so they can continue to use the product and have a good experience with our brand. Love it. Max and Katie, is there anything you would add on to what Colin said? Yeah, I think we take a pretty similar approach there. Um, I know for us, 
stuff, we've really tried to dig deep into segmenting out orders based off of if they're a gift or not. Um, if someone orders a gift box or a gift subscription, it's easy to tell. Um, but when they're ordering other products, it can be a little more challenging to figure out, are they ordering this for themselves or ordering it for someone else? Um, so we leverage that with our tracking pages and try and get them to um, share that tracking information with the gift receiver. We also just introduced a new feature on the site where you can gift a subscription, enter that receiver's contact info so that we can then send them tracking details and information on their order um, and leverage those transactional emails to be able to essentially market them, try and get them to subscribe to our own marketing list. And then um, once you know, their gift subscription is over or we believe they might be out of that product, reapproach them uh, and get them to sign up for their own personal subscription. We don't do anything around, you know, gifting customers. I will say we just, you know, actively when we're reaching out to our own audience, we just engage them with gift card messaging that we don't usually send any other time unless it's a holiday. Love it. I know we have more questions to get to, um, but we're going to switch out our panelists and wrap up this first session. We might get to the other questions in the next session. Um, so yeah, if you want to wrap us all up, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you all for joining. Um, Katie, Colin, Max, appreciate your insights around this. Uh, obviously, uh, we touched on a lot of like really important subjects and got a lot of questions that, that funneled in. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Good luck this year. Yes. Everybody go crush it. <laughs>